um, one of them is name. One of the characters is named Bran, but not like the Bran that's a major character on the show. <laughs> just another Bran in the world. Awesome. Well, they do discuss it in the books. They discuss how there many are, brands there are. There are quite a few brands. There are, are there many? Is he Bran the Builder? There's uh, Harry Waters is a guy in there. Oh, God. No, I don't know and uh, my favorite guy, his name is Dale Tomato. <laughs> 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 and he's a real-ass dude just walking around. And it's not like he's a pasta chef or something. So here's the thing about uh, J.R.R. Martin. He is, as you may or may not know, he is absolutely obsessed with food. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll go on for, like, six or seven pages describing a banquet. Like, the suckling pig Just, and the like. Yeah. So clearly, even coming through in his character. Right. Now, now you're talking about J.R.R. Martin, who is George R.R. R. Martin's, like, evil, <laughs> super fat twin brother. <laughs> yes, I meant him. <laughs> Hello, my name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. I have already forgotten which game I'm bringing. Hey, it's Chris Plant, and I'm the commissioner. I have no idea what that means. My name is Ross Freshick, and I've got the best game of the week. Here on The Besties, every week we select the newest, hottest releases, fresh off the shelves, and pit them against each other in Mortal Kombat to see which new game reigns supreme. Once we have a victor... We pit that game against the current reigning champion and decide whether or not we have a new favorite game of the year. In uh, what has become Bestie's tradition, we have uh, uncovered a new rule. Uh, Much like Inception, we have gone yet another layer deeper into the Bestie's fiction, have replaced the Chris Granichon 2000 uh, with the concept of Commissioner. Griffin, this is your idea. Real quick, before we get into that, can we explain how we have decommissioned the Chris Granitron? Um, did we do it, you know, You mean following? with a hammer, right? Like how well, we took a hammer. That's not, I mean, that's not ethically, I, I feel no, like no, we have a no. higher ethical imperative than just beating it to death with a hammer. He's, Although he's like he off the table now, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> he does occasionally uh, uh, still come back to life, and Russ will occasionally have to thwack it with a hammer. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh. But I was more talking about like dispose, like we have to take it to Best Buy so that they, so they can get rid of. No, it he's us. a big fan of Friday Night Lights. I watch it on Netflix, and he watches along. <laughs> and every okay. once in a while, he goes, "I have the same name as a dancer." Ha ha ha! And also, his torso's a bong now. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. He's the greatest robot ever. So I had this, I had this crazy dream last night, and it was, what if every week we rotated, and one of us, instead of presenting a shitty iOS game, Chris, uh, we we took turns being the besties commissioner. So we don't present the game. Instead, we just adjudicate and lead the discussion Ooh. of the other three games in contest. I, I really like that. I think it's a great idea. I don't I care think it's, for it. Okay, but it's what we're going to do because we lit, the other stuff is apparently not very good to listen to. Right. 
and that's like super important for this show for for a, for a listening thing that's yeah. one of the the, co- the key things it's like if it was a youtube that was bad to watch that's sort of what it, the that's like the the sensory like sure. equivalent like where where would you put that on like a ranking of the important stuff oh a very high on the yeah. list yeah. yeah so uh so i'll kick things off then I'm gonna I'm gonna take your three games. I am I'm throwing them in the ring, uh, BattleBot style. And uh, Justin, your bot will take this first swing. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Okay, my bot this week for the best game of the week. I almost feel a little bad because this seems obvious that I'm going to win, but I'm going to just keep on trucking. Uh, Diablo 3, the devil, as, as the ads you've seen on all the buses, they say, the devil is back in town. That's mm-hmm. the tag. The Jesus, tag. Jesus, take the mouse. <laughs> Jesus, take the mouse. The devil's back in town. Yablo, as I've been calling it. Yablo is back. Yablo be there. <laughs> yeah. Yablo's back, um, and everybody is is clicking up, up on it, and uh, I guess that's my pitch. How <laughs> have, you pl- have you played it? Have you played it, or have you just like... Yeah, I'm to about level 15. I got a monk. Uh, he is a strong faith in the Lord, and That's the important. Lord helps him punch fast. Uh, and he also can drop a bell on people, which is a pretty good skill uh, mm-hmm. to have. Um, That's not a, a sizable bell. It's a literal bell. Now, I have not – I'm not a big um, – I've never played uh, Diablo for any length of time. I maybe put 10 or 15 minutes into Diablo 2. Um, and, I, and I think that I, the game's – has really conflicted me i think um on on the one hand it it is such a great way to sink a couple hours you know getting the 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 gear looking for all the swords and magic items and and going through dungeons with a friend um and that all works great and like if you're not if that's what you're in the mood for diablo 3 is just perfect where it kind of loses me is the fact that it's not a, as a game design, it's not very good. 
Like, it's not, I mean, and, and this is probably anathema to people who've been super into Diablo, but um, it's it's not a good design of a game. You basically, it's basically like Windows. You're just clicking a bunch of stuff, and then things happen. There's there's not a whole lot of strategy to it. It's a, it's a lot of reward. Like, the reward systems are, are well-constructed, but as a game design, I don't think it's particularly particularly rewarding like what skills you choose to use in a certain encounter and and how you approach it um almost never has any bearing on whether or not you succeed in the situation um and and i have not played the nightmare difficulty maybe at at that point you have to think through it a little bit more but um it, it's just a very shallow shallow experience but it again if that's what you're in the mood for and i've played it for hours and hours and hours as a as an entertainment as a diversion uh if that's what you're in the mood for it's fantastic and, and playing with a friend is is even better because it you can just sort of seamlessly drop into somebody else's game there's cross uh game chat even if you're not together if somebody else is playing you can ping them and ask if if they want to hop into your world or, or vice versa uh and it and your progress is consistent across the game so there's really no reason not to even if the person is behind you in the story you can uh, still get all the experience and loot and gold and everything. So there, there's big rewards for you regardless. So, um, I, like I said, if you can get past sort of the fact that the game itself is not, is kind of dumb, is really dumb, um, it's a it's a pleasant way to spend your time. Justin, I, I have a question, or more of a comment okay. about what you just said. If If I hadn't heard you say the name of the game, at the beginning of that kind of little spiel, yeah, I would have sworn you were talking about a Facebook game. I mean, mm. it's not that okay. far off. Like, no, I don't no, want to no, be no. a jerk about it, but this is not fair to Diablo. Justin, I've played with you in Diablo, and I know you're only at level fifteen, and you're gonna hate what I'm about to say next. I realize Diablo uh, three specifically, sort of the first. I would say it's only like three hours of gameplay it's not like final fantasy 20 hours of gameplay you have to play before it gets good but once you hit about level 20 and you have character decisions to make like which loadout you pick that's sort of where the game opens up and becomes how do you mean so i'll put uh, for example my wizard as the wizard you start off and it's like you've got your magic bolt and you've got your like surrounding ice attack and that's pretty much it and as you uh level up more skills that you can pick from get unlocked and so you get to this point where you're like, oh, I'm dealing with a lot of little guys. I need to change up my loadout to deal with, like, area effect stuff. and Or, like, I'm fighting a boss, so I want just, like, direct damage on one target. And I think that's where the game gets really satisfying because you're altering your play style depending on what you're facing. Okay. Not to defend your game because it sucks, but I really like it. No, <laughs> like, no I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I guess... I see that. Is that necessary, though? I mean, like, it, it are becomes you, necessary to change. Are you your optimizing? Yes. Or, or are you? I mean, is it like, oh, we would have failed that encounter had it? Like, I would have died. Yeah, you would have failed I think, encounters if. I think I I've played a little bit less. I think I'm like character like level fourteen near the end of the first act. Like, I don't know. I think my problem with the game is the. I know you can change the loadouts, and I, I'm starting to reach a point where that's becoming important. But um, 
I, I think my problem is that you can you can only have access to so few abilities at any one time without having to change your loadout. Like, I think people gave World of Warcraft a lot of shit, and they still do for being like mindless. But I feel like compared to Diablo, like in World of Warcraft, you have dozens of abilities that you have to, you know, be constantly thinking. What's the best thing? What do I have to use right now to stay alive? Uh, especially in the in-game stuff. That in I don't know. It just sort of sets Diablo's two primary abilities and then what is it four support abilities like i don't know it kind of puts it to shame it seems like i don't know i i don't think i've played enough to really have the full diablo 3 experience but it hasn't really hooked me in the way that i was hoping it was going to yeah and i'm not sure exactly i'm, I'm not sure i i still like getting the new powers i think the glyph system that they've built where basically you have everyone every character that you play through will have the same uh skills but uh, you can augment them with uh, runes that you get as you as you level up. Uh, you just automatically get these runes that you can use to alter your powers. So, though everyone will have the same skills, the, the collection of skills and, and how you've augmented them with runes will probably be pretty different person to person. Um, but at the same time, everybody has by the time everybody reaches max level, they're going to have access to the same set of skills and the same set of runes. No, so no, no, no. Yeah. But hold on a second. Because I made the same mistake that you're making, which was, well, whatever, everyone will be basically the same. But because of the cooldown time required to change out skills, you really have to stick with one thing for each encounter. So there's a lot of strategy involved in, like, what loadout you're picking also to your point about like only having a few skills at one time it's six skills at one time that you can pick from and honestly i prefer that to like diablo to world of warcraft where you're like you've got this toolbar of like 40 skills and you're like constantly having to micromanage all of them i'd rather a small set that are all really useful i have i have a question for you yeah okay. hit me I, and maybe maybe this is more of a crackpot theory about blizzard games especially like world of warcraft and then diablo more so is do you ever doodle while you're on the phone like you need like <laughs> something to do while you talk yeah. to someone sure. i kind of feel like these are like the ultimate phone doodling experiences like they're really just good excuses to be social with people and maybe mm. they're made for people who aren't especially social to begin with which is an unfair judgment i mean it's totally baseless yeah but, it totally totally and completely yeah but but i'm gonna say it anyway <laughs> okay great <laughs> but no no I, I i think you're selling the games awfully short because it, it no, oh, i mean oh. they are they are engaging and you can't really be absent-minded in either game yeah you know? I, I i don't mean to sell it all the way down that i mean i'm not saying that they're bad games i think they're probably great games but i think they're kind of like reward loops that feel really good and then yeah. the memorable stuff is what you remember with your friends. Like, do you really look back and you're like, oh, man, when that devil said he was going to get me and then I got him, that was... Yeah. That was well, there's good. Some, there are some better. There are there are some cooler story beats. I, I think, honestly than, don't know. I that. I haven't played through it yet. So you're I'm talking about Diablo? Diablo 3. Not really. Yeah. Not In really. 3? No, not really. Not story beats, but there are neat moments, I think. The, where the, they, uh, the, the FMV cutscenes are badass. Like, they're tremendous. But story-wise, like... Really? You know what's going on right now? In Act 1, you know what's going on? What do you mean? Oh my god, are you telling me it's going to twist and turn? No, that's the problem, is that it pretty much it goes on a no straight twisties. line. Okay. It's just, I just, it's just I really... I hope I get like, to fight the devil at the end, that's all I want. I think um, my, pro my biggest problem is that it doesn't let me be the, the, the standalone, you know, pretty pretty princess that's totally different from all of my peers, and they can't be the kind of hero that I am. What? Um... 
in your like real they, life. Like in real life, like I'm a super. No, like in the game, <laughs> I can't at the be workplace like, or the gym. Like Griffin's. a specialization, like some sort of specialization that I picked, that maybe not everybody else. Picked. Yeah, but you can do so, that. That's what I'm saying. I'm a, a unique you, flower. Yeah, but then they can just do it too by like clicking the thing and then waiting ten seconds. So you'd rather. Uh, so I would just say I like the fact that like instead of having like a whole respect system. You don't have to worry about it. It just cuts out the middleman, and it and it also removes the fact of like, oh, I don't know, I didn't know what I was doing when I started playing the game, and I didn't pick a bunch of crappy s- spells and got stuck. And with then it. you start over. I okay. do like that. Guys, I, yeah. As commissioner, Justin, yeah. give, give me a give me a final sentence pitch. Um, you can play it for years and still find new loot, and I bet they'll continue to support it, and it's great fun. Okay. Click 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 click. Thank Diablo you. Diablo is not going <laughs> to sell any copies because of that pitch. <laughs> okay, uh, Russ, uh, it's your turn. So give me a great pitch for your game. I can do that. Now, Russ, real quick, I feel like we have to address this. Are you recording inside of a construction site <laughs> right now? So, it's actually in shop class. Yeah, I wanted to mention uh, <laughs> this because you might hear it on the recording, and I apologize. So I live in <laughs> I live in New York City, as you may or may not know. Where and everyone is rude all the time. All the time. Um, the mayor punched me in the face the other day. It was really upsetting. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Bloomberg. Anyway, uh, so in New York City, you have many neighbors because you live in an apartment. And for whatever reason, New York City people don't talk to their neighbors because they're creepy usually. And uh, in this scenario, one of my neighbors is doing some pretty intense construction work somewhere. I don't even know what apartment it is, but it's somewhere in my listening proximity. And right now they're drilling something. So you might hear a buzzing. It's not. You will hear. You are hearing it yeah, actively, actively now. It hear that sound? Yeah. Hear that sound? That's drilling. That's drilling. So someone's being drill. I mean, drilling upstairs. Gross. <laughs> wow. You're better than that. I not really. And <laughs> what's your what's your what's your stupid game? Okay. So uh, instead of uh, saying my game outright, I'm gonna give you a quote from my game. Oh. F- you ready? Yeah. And I'm gonna do the voice too. Go ahead. Oh, good. I was hoping that you would do this. Does this character sing? No. My heart was like a devil's horn looking into the glass eye of a hooker, down on her luck in the streets of sorrow where the dreams of a brighter tomorrow go to die. Is that is that really <laughs> from that? Is that? That's Proust, right? <laughs> no, that is uh, Hauser, actually. Hauser. Uh, Hauser. Is that Honest. a real quote? Uh, that's, that's no, no. But it, no. it's the in the spirit, style of in the style of Max Payne three. So my game is Max Payne three. Okay. Um. So Max Payne's been gone for a while, just like Diablo has, right. and also similar to Diablo, the core of the Max Payne experience has not changed in the eight or however many years it's been since the last Max Payne game. Um. It's still a game about you know diving fancy, slowing down time, and shooting guys in the head. That hasn't changed. Um, but there's a lot of work that they did to make it feel, I don't want to say more realistic, but it feels like heavier, like more impactful what you're doing where, I don't know, all the guns feel like really powerful. And like, as you're moving through the world, they did a lot of work on the animation. So like Max, like moves very realistically and like gets knocked into walls and it like he tumbles and it's, it just has a... Uh, gritty I guess more I don't want to say visceral but like heavier feeling to it that yeah, sort of substantial substantial is a good word 
uh, that makes the uh, combat feel much more interesting. Uh, it's also kind of refreshing because I'm used to so many games being like so cover centric, whereas Max Payne is is very it actually anti it doesn't want you to cover yeah it discourages it um, because if you're in cover the whole time you'll you'll run out of ammo really quickly and uh, just get overwhelmed. Wait, 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 wait! Are you talking about Max Payne three? Yeah, I th- I completely I um, well go on. Well, I mean, it depends what difficulty you're playing on. On harder difficulty levels. It's sort of a mix of cover and no cover, but... I think you have to use the... Max is so fragile, I think it forces you to constantly use the cover. Maybe I'm just really good at shooting guys. Maybe you're just so I, good. I found... I mean, it, it, for me, it was six in one, half dozen in the other. Like, you can... If you're very conservative with your ammo and you can aim, you know, super well, you can use the cover to shoot. But if you're in bullet time and you're moving, nobody's going to hit you. Yeah. That's that's like way more effective than cover. So you almost and you can dive for free. Yeah. So like you almost always have a reason to to be moving. Yeah. What do you mean you can dive for free? You can always go into if you're uh, even if you don't have the meter, you can still slow motion dive. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Huh. Yeah. I don't. It's it's rare. I can't think of the last shooter that I've played where it was just like, like I just want to replay that level because it was fun. The shooting mechanics alone were fun. Not like, oh, it looked really cool or whatever. It's just like, in the way that it was fun to run around Mario's castle in Super Mario 64, I feel the same way playing Max Payne. Mm. Um, there there yeah. are moments, especially... Max Payne is one of those rare examples where I think it gets better the further you get into it. Um, and the there are some moments in the later levels that aren't even moments that are like were scripted or something that were just things that I did in the game that were some of the coolest things I've ever done in an action game. Just these perfect moments where, like, you're almost dead and you dive and you missed your dive, so you basically just slam into a wall and slump to the ground, and then the guy comes around the corner and you have one bullet and you and you cap him. And there's yeah. it's chock full of moments like that where, like, at one point I uh, was running down a, this super narrow hallway and I dove to try to the side when this guy came around with a shotgun i dove to the side to uh try to get out of the way and unbeknownst to me the uh i was walking past a window at the time so i accidentally just slow-mo dived through a uh through an office window as i started shooting this guy and it's full of of really really cool moments like that and they do like the, it'll go into like uh bullet time like uh when you kill the last guy it like all slow slows down and you you look badass and the guy getting shot is like oh i got shot and then <laughs> he did it again man Meh. no but it, it it really does like they do a very good job making you feel in command of like an action movie like yeah. it, it constantly just watching it like someone watching you play will just be like like that was an awesome moment and it's uh there it, when there's a pretty gory shot and you're putting a lot of bullets into a guy and there's blood everywhere and you see the holes appearing in him you can actually hold the a button to slow that down even more to in case savor you some, it. so you can have plenty case you of need time some to, additional time to masturbate to just yeah that's when right i lick there. the screen when it's slowed down <laughs> look at this look at those head flowers yeah that's what i call them so because it the, opens up i do you know, you know you know, I set up that masturbation joke, and you guys just couldn't help yourselves with pounce. <laughs> I wanted. I did it, yeah. all the hard legwork, and you guys just wanted to slip it at the end. You can I? Sit, 
you're like the Green Ranger, you know? I had a fine team going, sure. and you just wanted the glory and um, pop it at the end of the fight. I think my favorite thing about the game is the fact that uh, you pick up pills to eat pills. Uh, you eat pills for power, for strength. Yeah, like Pac-Man. Um, if, exactly. And um, every time you pick up pills, which is so often, uh, the, the fine folks at Rockstar have pinned a line for Max Payne to say, uh, other than just like, hey, pills, all right. Or, yeah, pills, these are great. Every time you pick up pills, it's like, looks like these junkies have their own secrets. <laughs> or, ah, uh, yes, my oldest friend. And it's different every time. It yeah. is the it is the, the complete and total diametric opposite of Gex. He never <laughs> eats a line. <laughs> he is, yeah, it's like, uh, the the he's the pills over here guy is gonna go to the Max Payne school of finding pills. Yeah, he's give him all kinds of different. What does that Excel spreadsheet look like? You know, just right? Like uh, you know, there was somebody at Rockstar who was just, just pi- pills on, guy. on just pills, pills writing. Guy. He's like, looks the sins of my past in a swallowable format. <laughs> <laughs> There's one in the he finds him in the arcade and he says. Just call me Batman, gobble gobble waka yeah. waka. Um, <laughs> you stole Chris Plant's Pac-Man wow. joke. What? You stole you, Chris Plant's you, Pac-Man you, you joke. Doubled, you doubled a Pac-Man, and then you added a Fonzie bear. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. No, it's not a Fonzie bear? Like on Happy Days? <laughs> hey. Hey, waka waka. Can we talk? Waka flock flame. Can we also oh, stop it? Can we also talk about the fact that Max Payne is pretty much the worst bodyguard ever? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could talk about spoilers because you are right. Yeah. His, <laughs> his ineptitude. Well, even in the first two levels, it's like he he botches like six jobs. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm. A, I, I'm just gonna get so, so drunk. Hey, where'd you go? Ah. Let Let's say, Let's just say this. Max is a bodyguard, <laughs> and he's really bad at it. And his solution seems to be, I'll get vengeance for you. It's like, uh, I kind of wanted to live. <laughs> like, you can keep cashing my checks. I guess. Like, it's very nice of you to go get vengeance for no, me. You... I kind of wish you'd shot that guy. And make, make, maybe stood near me at some point instead of being at a bar and then hearing me on fire and coming <laughs> out to see what all the hubbub's it's, about. It's basically like playing capture the flag, and he's standing kind of near the flag, but wait, only waits until someone grabs it and starts running away. And then he shoots them in the back and might kill the hostage in the process. It's, it's right. like he's he's a bodyguard in the very literal, literal definition of the word body. Yeah. So, right. uh, yeah. It's, not it's a, a safety lot of fun, guard. Though. He's not okay. guarding your personal, personal safety. Russ, give, uh, give, give me a final sentence. She was like a cold whore in the night. Why? Dreaming about whores and prostitutes (laughs) and pills that whores take on the street of sorrow. You said it three different times. Wow. Glorious. Okay. This episode of The Best Needs is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So, you know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, do, do you want to take a break? Anybody have any good stories they want to they want to catch up? Well, Chris up Plant, on? you Chris just Plant? got back from your honeymoon oh, through yeah, the right. Assassin's Creed franchise. Why don't I you did. tell us about that? I want to say uh, that it's Chris Plant's fault that we took a week off. Let yeah. me make wow. that very Def- clear. Definitely. You I, say that all you I, want. It's not going to make it true. I had a honeymoon, and you're going to pin blame to me for being happy for once. Uh, so here's what I did. I saw everywhere in Assassin's Creed for my honeymoon. I went to Rome, and then I traveled up and down to Italy, and then I went to Istanbul. What about or, Florence? Or Constant? I went to, of course I went to Florence. Well, that should have been know, first. Do you know where Italy is? I, I actually, I did it opposite. I did Rome, and then I did Florence. Uh, is that okay? No. Oh, well. But it was really good. But what I was telling Russ earlier, what I realized about the Assassin's Creed game, about, like, while, while, while in Rome and Florence and kind of in Constantinople or Istanbul, was... That, those games are so fun. Climbing and killing things is so great and so memorable. And everywhere I went, I, like, I would see the Galata Tower, and I'd be like, man, I really climbed that. And I would tell Steffi, my wife, and she would be wholly disinterested. Uh, but then I would think, like, I don't remember what happened in any of these games. Sure. Like, I remember climbing in, uh, you know, in the Hagia Sophia. And I was like, yeah, but what, what happened? Did he, like... 
in my head, it was just an empty world full of like bodies that I stabbed. Bodies and, and feathers. Bodies and towers and uh, and feathers. And my sister, who I have, I collect what is it feathers for, and that is it. Like I don't remember a single scene from that game. Oh, and and my cousin or brother Mario. I remember that. Mm. Oh but yeah, Mario. The stories are just totally forgettable, and they really do a poor job of tying into the environments. Like, you have all these amazing places. It, it's, like, kind of sad that I can't be like, oh, St. Peter's Basilica, or the Fousey Gallery. Like, why do I not remember something that happened here? I think a lot of that comes from the open-worldness of those games, where it's like, I mean, I guess sort of GTA, to a certain extent, falls into those as well, where because you're constantly on the move and not st- spending a lot of time in any one place. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I, I still have, like, memories from GTA, and it isn't even an exact replica. Like, they go out of their way to not be, you know, New York. Yeah. Exactly. But I still, like, know, like, oh, I went across the Williamsburg Bridge, and then I went in the subway tunnel that was probably the F or the G line, and then this all happened. Like, Do you think they're gonna... Do you think they're gonna... I bet they're gonna focus more on that for Assassin's Creed 3, don't you think? Because... You know what? I actually think even less. Really? Because because there's so few actual landmarks that are still standing, in that were around during the revolution. I mean, I guess maybe, but in my mind, the revolution is so tied to you know the geography of that I, yeah, era. I, it's sort of like stuck in time in my like mind. Like the battlefields, like I, I think you're right. Like I think yeah. like the hills, it'll be like oh, I remember. But you don't think like Boston and Boston and, doesn't look anything like it did. So you you can't and, really make. There might be like one or two buildings, but for the most part, you can't. Well, there's Cheers. Yeah, um. Cheers is there. <laughs> oh yeah, you do go to Cheers and you yeah. see the mailman. And Norm mm-hmm. is there, and everyone goes Norm. Ted Danson, and then there was Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine. Oh God, miss her. Uh, She's not dead. You know what's fu- <laughs> you know what I find funny is that Chris Plant is in the most beautiful places on the planet, and he's like, I don't remember this level in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Right. Do you know how how much Steffi did not care? Like, <laughs> I and I kept saying it. I was like, "Oh man, when we get back, we're gonna play so much Assassin's Creed together." And she's like, "We're here right now." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Man, oh, cool. I'm gonna play that game when I get back. <laughs> By myself. By myself this is, alone. This is where the this is where the fault fault lines in our relationship start. <laughs> I should have married is... Kristen Bell instead. Justin. Oh. <laughs> Can you tell everyone what your wife calls Assassin's Creed? Because it's it's probably my favorite nickname for a game ever. Uh, she calls it she <laughs> she likes the puzzle parts of it, but she doesn't really like any of the other parts. The murder, she, the murder, and everything. Uh, so she has refused to learn about most of it. She calls the game Sneaky Aladdin. Oh, <laughs> Sneaky <laughs> so. Aladdin. Sneaky let me wow. let me ask you something. How do you think Altair or your wife have seen more dead bodies? Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Wow. That's grim. Uh, probably Altair because uh, Sydney doesn't let anybody die. Or at least she said she will never let me die. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. When she does, will she bend over your body in a dreamlike state and say "requiescat in pace"? Yeah. Do you oh, worry boy. that maybe she's a bit like Max Payne and that she says that now, but she's gonna go to the bar and you're gonna get. <laughs> I, that sounds pretty close to something that could happen, I think, yeah. But um, but uh, anyway. Well, great. I, I, I want to hear who else has it. Yeah, we, we got Griffin's game. I, I do. Uh, and did you say game or did you say five games? 
I said game. <laughs> I said I'm pretty, game. I'm pretty sure you just said game. It's five. It's but it's five. My game this week is the recently released on the GOG platform Quest for Glory series. Whoa! It's, wait, wait, it's wait, the GOG, wait. The GOG platform or the Magog? GOG with GOG. Uh, just one GOG. Wait, okay. this is just a re-release of a game that came out 30 years ago. Five games uh, that came out 30 years ago. No, not 30 years ago. Uh, these are super streamlined, patched, DOS box versions of games. Uh, have any of you played the? Justin, I know you were familiar with the Quest for Glory games. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, it was. I should pr- say so. Pretty important to our childhood. Chris, Russ, I played you? Quest sixty four. Okay, so oh yeah, no. I played that too. That was a great game. No, all right. Is so that your gonna, game? This is a different thing though. Oh. Um, they're, they're these great uh, adventure games with role playing elements in them. Uh, so in each game, you can play either a fighter or a magic user or a thief. And in the later games, you can also be a paladin. What about uh, a monk? You have to... In the later games, you can also be a paladin, but you have to unlock that class. Uh, you can be a witch doctor. No, oh. that's no. Oh. I'm just kidding. What um, about a monk? Stop it! <laughs> There's no monks. There's no monks in the games. Can you be? Can you be Tony Shalhoub as monk? <laughs> <laughs> the classes are fighter, Tony Shalhoub, magic user, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub, comma anything. magic user. Uh, uh, when I so play Diablo 3 as Monk, I, I'm really for, careful about my inventory. <laughs> can I for people that haven't played Griffin, can you tell me sort of what makes these different from a lot of other adventure so games what, that come out during the period? What makes them different is mostly the, the role-playing um, aspect of it, right? Like, there's the King's Quest series. It's sort of in, in tone similar to that. Um, it's a, a lot more lighthearted than most of the adventure games that came out, which were already pretty lighthearted. Like, they all have a pretty fantasy flair, but there's a lot of jokes. A lot of the games, you could tell, were programmed by, like, super huge nerds that, you know, worship Monty Python. There's all kinds of weird cameos. You can turn them off. There's it, In each game, there's a silly clowns mode that you can toggle that like one one game takes place in persia and while you're walking through the streets you might see the prince of persia jump over you uh in the first game inexplicably you like run and hide behind a tree while the dad from dinosaurs walks by not the mom uh, uh, thank you <laughs> thank you for that hot dinosaurs quote but what sets it apart really <laughs> is the uh is the role-playing game aspect uh so whatever class you play, the game is totally different from what it would be if you played the other two classes. Like if you're a thief, you'll have these missions where you have to break into places and steal them, uh, steal things from them and, and find the thieves guild and fence them. Uh, and you still get like puzzle points like in every other adventure game from that era. Um, so you kind of have a, a track of what you've been doing, but your solutions for each of the puzzle changes based on what class you're playing. Um, and the whole time you have like all these different stats and whether or not you you know fail or succeed at how you're trying to accomplish a puzzle uh, depends on if you have high enough stats and good enough gear. So like it's a it's a neat twist on the role playing uh, aspect, and just the worlds are so great. Each of the five games takes place in like a different uh, area that's sort of influenced by different parts of folklore. Like the fourth game, which is probably my favorite, takes place in this uh, like Romanian setting that's influenced by. Uh, you know, old horror stories like Dracula and Frankenstein, and uh, there's H.P. Lovecraft stuff in there. Uh, the fifth game is all like Greco Roman, Mediterranean influenced. Um, and you can import your character from the first game to the fifth game. 
And uh, it's pretty easy to do that with all these DOS box versions. Would but you want to import it to the second game and the third game and the fourth game? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. You go from oh. the first game to the second game and you play through it like that. Um, yeah, so, but the, this GOG version has fixed so many bugs that the, the franchise was notorious for having all these horrible bugs. Like, the fourth game had a bug in, like, a main story area that you just, like... I, I've never beaten it before I played this version, but it's fixed in this version, and it's only uh, it's ten bucks, and it's a lot of game because even after you finish the whole series as a class, you can go through and play as a different class, and uh, it's a totally different game, and it's just really wow. well written, and the puzzles are all so clever. There's no like weird combinations that you couldn't have figured out. Everything is like it's really well directed, and uh, you almost always know what you're doing. It, it's fantastic, and it's only ten bucks. So first, first question. Yeah, Will shoot. it work on my Mac? Uh, I don't actually... No, no, I think it's only PC. Um, I've got a question. So, Were yeah. you drinking new Coke and voting for Jimmy Carter while playing this game? <laughs> uh, in counter question, were you yeah. just on Wikipedia? Russ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tony Shalhoub had a birthday that year. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming... Everybody who was alive had a birthday that year. (laughs) What about the next year? Um, Griffin, what's the... uh, Did you find the... uh, There is a training academy, a magic training academy, um, that is referenced several times in the the series. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Oh, Wit? Yeah, Wit. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Did you find that in the second game? Because I, I... can remember spending... so are you asking for game facts right now <laughs> <laughs> right now i'm asking for game facts on a 70 year old game okay I, I forget where on the wax cylinder i was when i left off but... <laughs> um i mean i mean i think that's the fact that that you can remember that kind of stuff like so many things from this franchise are so iconic i have already played through the entire series i didn't Again. need a walkthrough or anything like i i i I've remembered so many things about this franchise, even though I haven't played it in probably 15 years. Now, Griffin, how much of it is... Now, I remember the first time I played through 1 and 2, it was really heavy on the text entry. Oh, is yeah. That... No, no, no. There's a, It comes with the VGA remake of the first okay. game. And there's also this uh, AGD Interactive, I think is the name of the indie developer, who did a remake of Quest for Glory 2, which you can download on their website for free. Um which is uh, which is really great. I actually played through that instead of the version that comes with the anthology. But you can import your stuff into that pretty smoothly and export it out to the Quest for Glory 3 that comes with the collection. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, it's really neat. It, it's basically the same. It's like a VGA version, point-and-click version instead of a text entry version. Both have their charms. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's another option for people who just don't want to mess with text entry at all. How did you have so much time to play when you're so busy at the signing of Appomattox? <laughs> Good. That's really good. That's a good one. You did yeah. good. Uh, so, are we ready for a decision or what? I think so. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna review these really quick. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna just kind of type up a few. I like that we're incorporating GOG releases, by the way, because I I man, I wish I'd known so I could have gotten Gabriel Knight. GOG open that. is no, but probably... I feel like this is a slippery slope. Like, I think the whole point is to pick new games. You might right. Have... The only I think I think Quest for Glory I think it justifies itself based on the fact that it is it, it's so fixed, like it's so 
I, I've never been able to beat the one game before, before this version came out. Like, the amount... I don't know how they would go about developing patches for a game that is kind of old, um, but but they did. And it's, well, uh, it's pretty Noah's... And it, and it, it really is one of those games <laughs> okay. where so much of the... So many of the games that have come out during that time period have been mined for their nostalgia worth already. Like, they've been repurposed or reimagined yeah. or or remade. And Quest for Glory is one of those very few games that's just sort of sat there in time. You know, there's no FPS remake on the way. Like, it is a singular experience that was pretty much a casualty of the handover from Sierra to Activision. Yeah, I remember seeing um, its name on the ledger, on the death ledger. And I was yeah, very, right. very sad. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it, that's almost heartbreaking in a way, because when you finish Quest for Glory 5, and it lets you export your save to play in Quest for Glory 6, which does not, nor will it ever exist, it's, it's pretty crushing. I don't know, if someone has dug up the rights to this game, like if that, if this part, is, someone somewhere knew enough about the rights to Quest for Glory that they could sign them over to GOG. So no that kidding. Gives me hope. I would, I would, fucking kickstart a thousand bucks towards this. The the I I love this franchise so yeah. very very much. It was also so. re- really noble for the uh, for oh them to God. make a game that okay. the Jews could play Here. after they finished building the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Plant, so uh, so so, yeah. I I I found a winner. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just review review my notes. Okay. First, Griffin. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you really straight. Okay. I think you technically have what sounds like the best deal of the week. Yeah. Five great games that I, I'm like, everyone seems to love them. I, I haven't heard any naysaying like I had. You I know who really loved them? Max Gilgamesh. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you know, maybe I'm going to change my opinion because I was really for Max Payne. But right now... <laughs> I, I, I really don't know if I want to reward Russ. Okay. <laughs> but my point is, it sounds like a great deal. I don't know if it was a convincing enough argument to make me say that we should let that bit, like a, that old of a game. I mean, it was around, when was it around Russ? Um, he's actually out. He's, he's, he is bone dry. You're right out. Now. You literally went too far back. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Um, the 80s. Oh, great. Okay, dinosaurs. Good job. Okay. <laughs> so the point it. is, no. Not the mama. It, 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 that is not our winner for this week. Uh, though it does sound great, and I think everybody should download it and support it. I just bought it. Oops. Great. <laughs> uh, now we're down to Diablo and Max Payne. Uh, Diablo, you just did not give a good argument, Justin. I'm really conflicted. You, like, I'm, tr- you, I'm trying you, to be honest about it. I'm you super conflicted about it. You grabbed that puppy by the scruff of its neck. And you threw it under a car. I don't and... have the sort of blind nostalgia that I think a lot of people have. And I don't mean that to be dismissive because I, I have that for lots of things. But Like Quest for I, Glory. Like Quest for Glory is a good example. Um, so, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, guys. It's not – as far as game design goes, it's not a good game. It's not. It's not a well-designed game. Sorry. It's fun. It's wow. not so, a good game. I mean, it's not our game of the week, according okay. to you. Sorry. Uh, we, which which only leaves Max Payne three. I as love that we our... can we can reach our besties decision by the fucking process of elimination. <laughs> right. What game's not the worst? <laughs> they were all no. They were all good. I think they're all good games this week. I think we've we've brought a lot of crap to the table in besties before, and I know that is mostly my fault. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, I'm just trying to be less combative and more honest about the games. And, and I, I'm glad I'm glad you were. And I think we found the I think we found the right winner because of it. Yeah, Max Payne Three is thrilling, and I I would recommend everybody play it because I think you're really gonna dig it. Uh, now here's the question: What's our current game of the year? So I think because it's been so many weeks, I think we have to retire um, Walking Dead. You think we should send it to the? To I the think hall it, we should it goes send it to the, the Besties thing. Hall. Besties Hall. Okay, I'm, I'm fine. Very I'm, happy with that. I think I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have it. We have a new standing bestie. Ta-da! Ta-da! Max Payne three. Max Payne three. Now that Max means at the end 3. of the year, that means best. Uh, that means uh, what? Journey and SSX and Walking Dead are and Walking all Dead up for, are now, for contention. Yeah, we're all gonna okay. come back. Okay. I like that. People, people keep saying they want a really long episode. Oh, guys. At this f***ing pace. Ugh. Man. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening to The Besties, our our show that we make for you about video games. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask if we're if Polygon is going to do a a quote-unquote real podcast. That's that always, okay. always kind of hurts my feelings oh, a nice. little bit. But um, yeah, man, a little, it's a little hurtful. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll do other podcasts. But this is the podcast we make now, so I appreciate you supporting it. Could you tell a friend? Say, hey, there's this podcast I like. It's called The Besties. Listen to it. Can you let us know if the commissioner thing worked for you as an ear listener? <laughs> or would you like more iOS games? Do you want more me? iOS games? Do you want more Chris? Do you want more fictional robots to make these decisions? <laughs> Do you want more us? games from the dawn of time? Okay. We can, right. we can make that okay. happen for you. Yeah? Okay. Uh, okay. Do you want me to murder Russ Frustick with a shovel? <laughs> I'd love to hear Russ Rustic murdered by a shovel. Although, like, you'd have to get past all the guys drilling and hammering around him. Yeah. You could just pretend to be an How do you feel about the drilling? Order. How do you feel about the fact that Russ's neighbors are apparently trying to drill to the molten core of the fucking planet? Hey, hey, Griffin, can you do me a favor? When you're editing this, yeah, just, sure. slowly, mm-hmm. just slowly fade into the, the theme song from Cheers. <laughs> that, okay. at, what, at the end of the episode da, 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 da. okay well who needs a theme song who needs to edit da, into it da, 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 da. <laughs> we've got it right here on box we've <laughs> <laughs> got a man making the noises welcome back okay <laughs> mr cotter that's mr cotter oh good yeah you got him russ good catch buddy fucking <laughs> 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 zinged him be sure to join us next friday for the besties Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?